Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Welcome back to another new episode. I'm super excited for this episode. Technically, this is the first episode of the STL Oktoberfest. Really slacking this year. Uh, in 2018, it's already October 20th, and there's been zero horror movies this month. I apologize, but, you know, it's all good. This one is is gonna make up for it because I, I couldn't think of any other horror movie I was been more excited for than this one and uh, with me I brought along a special guest somebody who hasn't been on the show in quite a little while my little uh, my little movie buddy over here T Mac how are you doing today I'm doing great thanks for asking <laughs> don't sound like a robot you gotta sound natural man so uh, Tabby and I we saw the new Halloween film Halloween H40 or Halloween 2018, however you want to call it. We saw the new Halloween movie on Thursday, opening night at 7 p.m., and it was pretty awesome. And we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about it. We're going to do some non-spoiler review of this film because there's some people who have not seen the film and are kind of trepidatious because they may be reading or hearing some reviews that aren't so great. Uh, I've been noticing some kind of split decisions with this movie, so it'll be interesting to talk about that. But we're going to get uh, real heavily into the non-spoiler stuff. So for those of you guys who are checking this out and are really interested in seeing it this weekend, we want to pump you up to make you go watch the film. And then, of course, after that, we will do some major spoilers and talk about the stuff that we really, really loved, some of the things we didn't like and all that good stuff, where it ranks in the series, all that fun stuff. But before we get rocking and rolling into our Halloween review, let's go ahead and get into some news. T-Max, so uh, it's been a little while since you've been on the show, and for news, I thought this would be pretty cool for us to, even though there hasn't been any Oktoberfest episodes for STL, you and I have been watching a lot of horror movies, a lot of movies, all that good stuff, so I definitely think we should kind of get into that, because the last time you were on the show was on April 7th of this year. Can you believe that? Time flies, huh? Yeah. Why don't you tell the folks what's been up with you since... uh, our talk we had because we were talking Jumanji, Space Camp, uh, Jaws was our big thing on the screen. Uh, we saw the Meg, so we can kind of talk about that, yeah. kind of the fun adventures we had there. And uh, then we uh, 
yeah, we saw the WWE Live event. So that was that was the last episode we were on there. We talked about all that good stuff. So since you've been on, why don't you tell the folks out there how life's been and uh, all that good stuff. Well, life hasn't been so hot. Friends are being rude. Um, people are just, you know, backstabbing me again. Um, I've gotten less drama out of my life, so that's good. Um, someone that I used to be really good friends with, I found out he's doing better than last time we talked. Um, and pretty much I've been getting close with some friends. I have a lot more friends now that I talk to. And I have a bunch of friends that want me to go see things with them. Well, you got boyfriends? What? No. What you talking about? I have a lot of guy friends. What? Yeah. No. The majority of my friends are guys. No, you know they're going to get a shotgun and the balls now, right? You don't own a shotgun. You don't even know how to shoot a gun. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> you don't know how to shoot a gun. Hey, I, I got my lessons I learned just because you weren't there to see it happen. It's all good. Uh, you went to a dance by yourself because you can't get a date. That's how it was. That's not how it was. Yeah, it was. I just went because I didn't want to, you know, be with only one person. Oh, okay. You know? You like to spread the love? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep them close. Cool. That's good. That's good. Uh, teaching her right. So how old are you now, Tavi? 16. Woohoo! Sweet 16 party. How was that? Did you have fun? Yes. What, what we do on your sweet 16? We went to the mall. Went to the mall. Yeah. Which, you know... Uh, sounds like it was terrible, but it was actually a really good time because this was a place we hadn't been to in a very, very long time. Three years. Three years. And it, it was very fun. It actually made me want to go back there again. It was some pretty good times. So uh, you and I, we pretty much get home on Tuesdays and we sit down and we watch like movies like crazy. And let's talk about some of our, uh, some of our movies that we've seen together. So we saw The Meg in the theater. Which was I thought was a lot of fun, yeah. um, you know. Of course, the movie should be coming out on Blu-ray sometime soon. And uh, what were your thoughts on the Meg? That was 100% better than 47 Meters Down. Thank you. Even though the 47 Meters Down sharks look legit, the Meg was way better. So if you are debating whether or not you would like the Meg better or 47 Meters Down and have never watched either, go watch the Meg. Don't waste your money. Nobody wants to watch 47 Meters Down. Man. No. But. Now I agree with Jameson. Now I see why he said it sucked. It's <laughs> oh, it, like whenever I put that movie on, I just get right to the middle of the movie where the sharks are. Then after that, I just shut the movie off. There you go. Fair enough. And uh, Okay, so last night we watched Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> Oh man, that I had not seen that in years, and man, that movie was so good. It was so funny. Yeah. We found out there's a part two, and we watched the trailer, and we immediately said we're not gonna watch it. Why aren't we gonna watch it? Because that one guy's not in it. And what's the one guy? The, the one guy that's in Better Off Not Better, better Off Dead. Yeah. John Cusack. Yeah. Yeah, because you like John <laughs> Cusack. He's really cool. Yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's good. But it was awesome watching that movie. We're going to add that to our comedy rotation because, you know, we got a bunch of movies in our comedy rotation. Dumb and Dumber, Coming to America. Um, man. We only ever watch the beginning half of Dumb and Dumber. We never get to see the good parts. <laughs> There's a lot These of good parts IOUs. in it. These are IOUs. They're just as good as money. We yeah. never get to see that. We always shut it off right after Tic Tac because, you know, we just have to shut it off. Well, 
what can you do? So, uh, can finish the movie. All right, let's talk about the werewolf movie that uh, we uh -huh. watched the other day. So, uh, there is this free Netflix out there. It's called Tubi. T U B I. Okay, it's very cool. Uh, if you you basically do it on your phone, and if you want to watch it on say your PlayStation or Xbox, it'll say put in the code. So you have to sign in through your phone, which will then send the signal to your uh, streaming device. That's kind of how that works. But essentially, it's set up just like Netflix. It's pretty awesome. There was a movie on there called Bad Moon, which I thought, I remember I saw it at your age. I was 16 when I saw it. And I was like, man, this, these were, this werewolf is awesome looking. So we put it on, and your mom was just in a bad mood is what I think it was. But right off the bat, there's this huge sex scene, right, that's going on. And she's just like, and she's like, oh yeah, you guys are banging so much, you guys can't hear the werewolf in the background, you know? And she's just going off and going off. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't like this movie. But you, you were like, it, I mean, the movie kind of revolves around a dog, looks like Jerry Lee. It's pretty awesome. But, yeah. you know, you thought it was good until uh, there was a transformation scene. It was. So it was like three parts. The first part, when he just had his teeth, was really good, right? And then when he started transformation, it got really bad, and I was like, this is terrible. And then mom said that you turned really fast and looked at me and gave me a weird look. And then the end part of the transformation was better, but the middle part was terrible. Yeah. Well, it, it's still a still really good werewolf movie, but, yeah. you know, she was just in a bad mood, and she didn't like it, and that's okay. <laughs> But bad uh, mood, I mean, mood. yeah, think about it. I mean, there's not very good werewolf movies out there, so... You know, we got we got the kings that we've already talked about on this show, but Bad Moon is on Tubi. That's really fun times. Uh, what's some of the other ones? So we've been watching, we've been playing a lot of Friday 13th video game, which is super fun. Yeah. And we got the new WWE 2K19 <laughs> game, which you always kick my ass in, which is real annoying. Yeah, we play Royal Rumble and I beat you in every single one. You only ever won one against me. Yeah, well, what can you do? Win. It's very frustrating. And Not for me, it's really easy. Yeah, I guess. So, <laughs> what are some of the uh, other movies that, I mean, we've been watching, God, let's see, we did Chuck, we've got Chucky, we got Freddy in there, we did some Michael Myers. Um, Not some, we did one. One, what? Michael Myers. Yeah, we watched Halloween, that's all that mattered before we saw the new movie. The, the, the new movie we're talking about today, which I'm very excited about. So. so, yeah, I guess basically, you know, life is life is good. And this is our favorite month, man. This is our Christmas. This is when, I mean, we're just having a blast. Uh, if we if we miss a horror movie, we basically watch two the next day. So I mean, apparently to everybody else, it's already Christmas season because we're already singing Christmas carols in a, a choir class. And I haven't even had Halloween yet. Oh, that's terrible. All right, so uh, good times catching up. And uh, let's go ahead and get into our non-spoiler review of 2018's Halloween. Trick or treat! See, my house is here. Which one should we go to? They're all spooky. I'm gonna pick that one over on the tree. Yeah, you! Oh, what the? Hey! Sorry about that! Forty years ago, on Halloween night, Michael Myers murdered three people. After that horrific night, he was sent back to the institution in captivity.
prayed every night that he would escape. What the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. The bus crashed. Michael Myers escaped. He'll return to Haddonfield, his home. I need to protect my family. You have no security system, Karen. Mom, you need help. Evil is real. There's a reason we're supposed to be afraid of this night. I've been preparing for this for a long time. It is not safe to be on the street tonight. guys so let's go ahead and get into this review of this movie so obviously if you, you'll have to forgive my heater kicked on and you know it's really cold today so if you hear that in the background I apologize so obviously for those of you who've listened to STL for quite a long time you know that John Carpenter's Halloween is my favorite horror movie of all time I love it it's fantastic it's a perfect movie nothing's gonna get any better than that movie for me it's just it's phenomenal so Obviously, Michael Myers is, is my favorite dude. And then after that, you know, we've kind of ranked it before. You know, Freddy, Jason, Chucky, all that stuff comes after after Michael Myers. Nobody kind of beats him. So now, Tabby, uh, of course, I got you into horror movies pretty young, kind of like myself. And uh, what is your history with the Halloween uh, franchise? Go ahead and give your overall thoughts on those movies. I mean, I really like the movies. Some of them I really just don't like, and others of them are really good, and, like, they have really good death scenes. Um, it's kind of really funny the way some of them die. Like, it just depends on the movie and the way they die, if that makes sense. Because, like, some death scenes are hilarious, and others are just like, yeah. Okay. So all you care about is the death scenes? No. I mean... The characters are nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The only character I care about is Jamie and Lori. Okay. You don't care about Dr. Loomis? Well, and Loomis. Okay. But that's about it. Everybody right. else I don't really care about. So um, so what are the ones that you like and the which ones that you don't like? I like one, two. I don't like Resurrection. I like Nobody H2O. likes Resurrection. That movie's terrible. My top three are one, two, and H2O. Okay, so the, so the Laurie Stroh trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, very good choice. All right, so um, we got, uh, in our area, movie came out on Thursday at 7 o'clock was the premiere. So essentially it was going to be you and me were going to go see the film. And my wife, uh, originally, I kind of got the vibe that she didn't want to see it because, you know, she's like, oh, so they're resetting the timeline. You know, she thought it was kind of stupid. And, you know, she watched the trailer and she wasn't too interested. So 
when I mentioned that it was just going to be you and I going, she, she seemed kind of upset. So I'm like, okay, I'm really confused. I thought you didn't want to go, but you know, I'll go ahead and set up a babysitter for Kaylee so that way you can go. So I get the whole babysitter thing taken care of about a week prior, make sure everything's good. But things have been going rough at work and she's kind of sick and stuff like that. So essentially she wasn't able to actually go to this thing, which uh, was unfortunate. But it is what it is. And, uh, you know, Kaylee had her babysitter. She got to stay at home and rest while you and I, we actually uh, got there an hour early. We got there at six o'clock because uh, in most states, I don't know if you know this, Tavi, but uh, in standard states, there's now reserved seating. So basically, you pick out the seat that you want prior to the movie, and it doesn't matter how early you get there, how late you get there, the seat is yours. Nobody can take it. And if somebody does take your seat, they you know, they get in trouble. They can get kicked out. So that's what's awesome with the signed seating. In fact, I had let Jameson know that I was there an hour early. He's like, dude, don't you have a signed seating? I'm like, nope, not in this small town. Like, we want to make sure that we get our spot. We sprinted up there. All right, well, let, let, let's get there. So... I, I got the tickets before uh, I came home from work and then you and I we went to McDonald's first because we wanted to make sure that uh, we didn't you know we ate supper before the movie because you know you have to eat before seven o'clock with your diabetes and stuff and uh, we went to McDonald's they actually haven't eaten in McDonald's in quite a while but we were checking the time make sure all is well it's like okay it's almost six o'clock so let's roll so we get in there and I had asked the lady, I was like, I did buy a third ticket. Is it okay if I refund it? Because I, you know, my wife didn't come with me. And they're like, oh yeah, sure. So uh, nobody was behind us. So we get in line and they said, well, you have to wait for the movie to get out first before you can go in. I'm like, okay, cool. So we're sitting, we're sitting there and then all of a sudden people start coming in and you're like, dad, they just said Halloween. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. So we started a line on like the right side of the theater and these dudes they go to the left side i'm like uh-uh you are not cutting in front of me you are not going to be going and i told you i said our ass needs to sprint run run up because what we wanted was the very very back because i don't want no more on to sit behind me i hate that I wanted dead center and the far back so i don't think i've ran this fast in my entire life the moment that the doors opened and I mean, how fast do you think we were going? So we started walking, right? So nobody knew we were running. And then as soon as we turned the corner, we sprinted up the stairs. Oh, man, I I was so out of breath by how fast I ran up them stairs. It's not even funny. And we got in our spot. It was pretty cool because, you know, you never know what opening night, what kind of crowd you're going to get. Yeah. And I would say half the theater got full. And the thing I hate is don't sit in front of me or don't sit next to me. And you were like, if anybody gets loud, you're going to be embarrassing. I'm like, you're damn right I am. I'm like, I'm not going to let nobody spoil this movie. And next next to me was some dudes that were super <laughs> loud with their food. They're like... I, I looked at them with the, with the deaf stare and they stopped right away, which was cool. So uh, needless to say, you and I... We're super pumped for this. And the way I looked at it was this, is that um, if this movie sucked, okay, it sucked. It's not like somebody's going to come in your house and they're going to take away your Blu-rays and DVDs and tell you you can never watch the other movies again. If the movie was awesome, great. We got a new timeline, which is awesome. Because Halloween essentially is a choose-your-own-adventure. You have the 1978 film, and then it immediately goes to the part two, which takes place the next night. 
and then at that point the movie's over and you can kind of go okay so now you want to go the Laurie Strode way of her being alive then you go to H2O and Resurrection if you want her dead you go to the Jamie Lloyd trilogy which is four five and six then you go to three which is completely different or then you have the remake so it's def definitely choose your own adventure so we have this movie which is a direct sequel to part one obviously so this is like you know uh, Terminator wiping out the timeline same thing with Halloween because the best way of doing it was to make it a direct sequel to the first one to make Michael Myers, Myers scary again because let's face it Michael Myers hasn't been scary in quite a long time I mean when was the last time you legitimately got scared watching a Halloween movie a very long time because I mean I don't even get scared at part one anymore because like I've seen it so many times right which is fine I mean uh, you're you're desensitized at this point which I yeah. think a bunch of us are now um, I I went into this movie trying to take my expectations to okay I'm just gonna sit back and I'm going to just go for the ride okay uh, I didn't want to have the super high hopes but I didn't want to have super low hopes I just wanted to go in with an open mind and enjoy myself so uh, starting non-spoilerish um, basically here's what's pretty awesome now for those of you who don't know John Carpenter has come back to not only give his full blessing but he also helped direct the story because uh, he didn't do any directing but the movie is actually written by uh, you know Danny McBride which is pretty funny you know the guy's normally a, a comedian but uh, let me let me pull up here my stupid internet is not working here so uh, Jeff Fraley Danny McBride and David Gordon Green wrote the film but they all did all the major story points through John Carpenter and John Carpenter is like okay don't do this don't do this do this do this so essentially it's like the sequel he he, f he finally got to make because John Carpenter has always gone on record to say he hates part two because he was forced to kind of make up what he wanted to do for a story. He was basically drunk and he came up with the story that Michael Myers and Laurie Strode are brother and sister. So he this is essentially his way of being able to get rid of that storyline, which is pretty, uh, you know, he's pretty excited about. So and he's given his full blessing on this film. So. Um, why is my internet being so there we go okay sorry I had a little technical failure there <laughs> all right so David Gordon Green uh, right off the bat he puts the color in 1978 I mean you can tell this is a direct sequel to the first movie because you have the same vibe you have the same atmosphere it's pretty sweet so the movie starts off and you have all these different logos it's now Universal now owns the rights of the film and you kind of get the the beginning opens up with these two podcasters uh if you will they're uh, they're essentially uh they're true crime podcasters that's what it was and uh aaron corey dana haynes that's their name and they travel to smith Grove sanitarium because they want to interview michael myers i want to see you know what makes him tick why he did what he did now um, obviously, you know, we're talking non-spoilers here, but it's kind of in the trailer. You've seen in the trailer where these two, these two morons, they basically go to Michael Myers and they want to get him riled up. And instead of riling up Michael Myers, they rile up all of the crazy, uh, patients there. Now, Tabby, tell me what kind of vibe did you get from the first, before we even hit the credits, 
What was the vibe you were feeling watching the very beginning of this film? Like before the credits? Yeah, before the credits, it's the opening scene of the when they go see michael yeah when they go see michael tell me what was your what was going through your mind when you were watching the beginning like it was really the music made it way more intense than if it was just like playing by itself and i like i really liked the scene and it just oh like (laughs) it's hard to explain because like i love how they added how like Michael just, like, stood there, right? Right. And then they had everybody else go insane, even the dog. Because, like, it can sense evil. Well, basically, things don't get crazy until they pull the mask out. And and it's obviously in the trailer. So anything I'm talking about in the non-spoilers will be stuff I'm referencing from the trailer. So that's essentially your opening scene is these two morons are trying to get Michael Miles riled up, right? And I'm not going to tell you why they're trying to get him riled up. You'll have to find that out and exactly what they're saying to him to get him riled up. It's pretty intense. But let's put it this way. Once they show the mask, people go in the, the insane people just go insane. I mean, they just start screaming. The dog's going crazy. Michael Myers is just standing there. And there's a lot of additional scenes that are are in this scene that are not in the trailer of what you've seen. And let's just say the close-ups of Michael Myers' face has amazing attention to detail to the first movie. I'll tell you this. All you need to do before you see this movie is watch the first movie right before. Because you're going to need to do that because don't go in if you haven't seen the first movie in a couple of months. You want fresh eyes on this because there's going to be so many callbacks to the original film that you will miss it. And people are going to cheer, and you're going to be like, why the hell are people cheering? I don't understand. And they, they all, all they did was this. Well, if you had just watched the first movie and it's in your mind, you'll be like, oh, I remember oh, that. It, it came out. out. Don't watch Game Night, folks. <laughs> so, no yeah. So, basically, uh, once the credits hits, the score kicks in. And man, are we ta- are we transferred back into the John Carpenter world of Halloween? And let's just say the opening credits are pretty freaking amazing. You're going to enjoy what's happening on screen. Awesome callbacks, all that good stuff. It's really good times. So uh, let's talk about Laurie Strode here. Um, okay, so Laurie Strode has uh, been portraying this character in three different ways so we have the laurie strode of part two which is basically has a bad wig on her head and is does in a coma for most of the movie or she's out of it and really just runs away from michael myers so basically an extension of the first one then you have the laurie strode of h2o which basically any smart person would do they would take off from this location they would just move. Uh, people in Haddonfield are stupid. You know, as my wife says, why the hell would you stick in Haddonfield when all this stuff happened to you? Why wouldn't you move away? All that good stuff. Why do these movies have to be recorded in Illinois? Right, exactly. So, um, H2O Lori is an alcoholic, and she's uh, she's crazy. But she's not, you know, over the moon crazy. But, I mean, she's definitely an alcoholic. So, in this movie, 
she is basically the Sarah Connor from Terminator 2 has nothing on Laurie Strode in this movie. Laurie Strode is prepared for war. I mean, she has every situation you can think of. She's five steps ahead of what, you know, she has the situation in her head and she's five steps ahead of that situation in regards to, well, if things go this way, I have this plan. If things go that way, I have this plan. It's pretty freaking amazing. And Tabby, what are your non-spoiler thoughts on Laurie Strode in this film? She is a unstoppable force. She um, is not really Michael, but like if I saw Lori, like if I was one of those little kids in the movie and I saw Lori, I'd run the other way. She's that intimidating. Gotcha. I feel like she'd try and blow my head off. <laughs> um, speaking of intimidating, uh, we'll get into Michael Myers, but Michael mm-hmm. Myers has never been this scary. Never. I mean, he is... His intent. I have never been this scared of Michael Myers than I have in this film. We'll get into it. But talking Laurie Strode, um, she. Okay, so you're probably. This whole movie is about trauma, right? I mean, we're in the Me Too um, days of, you know, women coming forward, which, you know, hallelujah, that's great. Everything's, you know, um, everything's working out for them, and it's awesome that they're able to take a stand like that. This is what we've needed for a long time. So people were kind of worried about, are we going to have the whole Me Too movement in this film? And they don't do anything like that. It's more of, you know, this is what happens to somebody who got jacked up at 16 years old, 40 years later. How the hell are they going to be? And either you're going to be a basket case or you're going to be Laurie Strode where you are a warrior and you have every situation planned. Luckily, Laurie Strode must have some sort of money because this girl has has so many guns. Her house is freaking amazing, and I don't know where she got the cash for this, but that's okay. Uh, they don't they don't get into it, but it's fine. Now there's two generations of Strodes here. We have her daughter, which I really like the backstory here of uh, her daughter, and uh, we'll get into that in spoilers about their relationship and why their relationship is the way it is. But let's talk about my favorite character in this film, who isn't Michael Myers and who isn't Laurie Strode. That would be Allison. Allison is the granddaughter to Laurie Strode. And she is immediately likable. Immediately. Now, I'll tell you this, Tabby. Uh, Unfortunately, you've seen Rob Zombie's Halloween. And you, you hate that movie, which is awesome. And... Uh, you remember the kitchen scene where they start swearing and going off and calling each other whores and all that stuff. You remember that, and it was very yeah. uncomfortable. Now, the the first there's a there's a particular joke that's said in the film that I immediately went back to Rob Zombie, and I don't know if you had that, but I was worried. But I can confirm, and I know this is the non-spoiler section. But don't worry about inappropriate jokes like you got in Rob Zombie's Halloween. You get one and that's it. So uh, it's I can definitely say the movie is safe. You don't have to worry about having any of those terrible jokes and the uncomfortableness of that scene. Uh, I don't know if you were thinking that 
I wasn't worried. John Carpenter, you know, rewrote this story, so I was fine. It's not like Rob Zombie came in for a section, wrote this, and then left. Yeah. Well, I mean, John Carpenter, he didn't write it. It would be the guys would write it, and they would show the scene to him. Like he just. He would give his either stamp of approval or he would give his suggestion on, no, you need to change this or I would do this kind of thing. So it's kind of like a ghostwriter, if you will. So um, the let's talk about the jokes. Okay, so uh, for non-spoilers, um, don't worry about the jokes because there's some people online who says this movie is like a comedy. And horror and comedy go great together if it's done right. And I can definitely say that this movie has the perfect balance. There's actually not as much comedy going that I thought was in the film because I heard a lot of stuff that Danny McBride was all over this with his jokes and stuff. So actually I was expecting that there was going to be like this huge scare and then all of a sudden there's this joke and it would be like there's the constant jokes that are killing the tension of the film. I can I can tell you right off the bat the jokes that are in here are like scream. They're they fit in perfectly at the perfect right amount of moments. Now, some people are going to tell you otherwise, but you know, from my perspective, in my opinion, the jokes that are in the film are very minor and they're super funny when they happen. They're usually from one particular character. Now, Tabby, you did laugh a couple times in the film, but you also are the type of person who, when you're scared to death, you start laughing. So, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the jokes. How did you feel? How how did it feel to you? Did it feel natural? Did it feel out of place? Or what did you think of the of the comedy in this film? It was like natural because like when they made a joke, you could barely even tell they made a joke. You had to like really focus to you know tell that they made that joke. Cause when they started talking about that, I didn't even know that they like were talking about what they were talking about. Are, are you talking about the uh, dinner table? The dinner table. Okay, but overall, not just the dinner table. Oh. Just overall in the film. Okay? Yeah. Like the comedy from, from beginning of the movie to the end. What did you think of the comedy? It was really, really funny. <laughs> but it's not a comedy, though. Yeah. Right? It was appropriate. It was funny at that moment. Okay. Uh, because let's face it. Like it went from a funny section and then immediately went back into horror. And then it slowly threw in something funny, and then immediately back into tension. Okay, so you you thought the flow went really well, yeah. and, it, and it worked for you. Okay, because there, there's one particular character that is basically the, the, <laughs> the, the comedy person, but it fits, though. The, yeah. the dude knows he's in a horror movie, which is great. So let's talk about Michael Myers' uh, intensity here. Now, um, here's what I love. Okay. Now you guys know that I hate torture porn. I, I just, I've never liked it. Horror, the horror genre is, you know, one of my favorite genres of all time, but I've never been into the torture porn stuff. I'm all about the, the stuff you can't see is more scary and you, you make up scarier moments in your mind than if you were actually to see it. We kind of talked about this with Silver Bullet. Yeah, I was when, just about to say. When dude dies. Yeah, when. Uh, when his son dies. Yeah, when the guy's son dies and you don't see. You're like, why don't they ever show it? And that's when we kind of get into it's more scarier in your mind than. Because like you can picture one thing that would be worse than you'd see on the screen. Right. So uh, this movie definitely has more kills than your standard uh, part one. Uh, in Halloween, because remember, he only kills five people in that film. 
Now, uh, I could definitely say that there is a perfect balance of on-screen kills and off-screen kills. And that, I wouldn't say that's a spoiler because that's something that you want to know. You want to know going in, is this going to be like John Carpenter or is this going to be like Rob Zombie? I would definitely say this is like John Carpenter, but it's been updated for the new generation that the kills that they do see is kind of shocking, but it's not torture porn. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. Uh in fact, you actually have a very bold statement that you made when we walked out of the theater, which we'll get into uh, towards the end of our non-spoiler review, mm -hmm. uh, which is very shocking. Yeah, you, you made a statement when you walked out of like, this movie is... And, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I know so what you're talking we'll about get in there in a little bit. Uh, but Michael Myers. Michael Myers is the scariest he's ever been. Okay. Obviously, the mask is is amazing, and what I love about the mask mm -hmm. is the attention to detail because it still actually has the hole in the neck from when the needle went in in the first movie, which is awesome. The mask doesn't change colors and shapes and sizes like it does in all the other movies. It is one mask. It's phenomenal. Nick Castle, who was the original Michael Myers, uh, he plays Michael Myers without the mask. And then they have another guy who's Michael Myers pretty much the whole time, except uh, Nick Castle plays Michael Myers in one particular shot, uh, which we'll get into in spoilers, what that was. But it's just phenomenal to see the original crew coming back. Now, my favorite part about the mask is like it looks like the exact same, but like 40 years, 40 older. years later. Right. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Um, the. The sh okay, so one of the things that always freaks you out in the original, which is one of my favorite shots, is the shot of him across the street just staring at Tommy Doyle. And then he tries to get Laurie to look, and he's not there anymore. And he's like, the boogeyman's outside. Or the shot of oh. him coming out of the closet, just the way mm. the lighting is. There's shots like that of Michael Myers in this film that is just phenomenal. Um, there's... One particular scene that takes place in bushes. I'm not going to tell you who a victim is, but let's just put it this way. It's the scariest Michael Myers has ever looked in any movie is the shots of him in these bushes. It's the way that it's done is phenomenal. Just the way the light hits his face. It's just, oh, it's so scary. It's so creepy. It puts chills from the back of your neck to the tip of your toes. I had, yeah, I had chills, chills in that scene, man. I could not get that scene out of my head. Uh, it was great. Uh, we were talking about Allison and then kind of changed the subject. The reason why Allison is is my is my favorite character outside of obviously Laurie Michael is like she's so likable. She is the she wants to reach out to Laurie Strode because her uh, Laurie and her daughter uh, they don't get along very well. But the but Allison wants to reach out to her grandmother because you know. She wants to help repair relationships and things like that, but she's also wants her to move on with her life. And trauma victims have hard times moving on. And there's a whole lot of story going on there. There's also the typical teenage story of, you know, they have a dance and all the sinful activity that they're going to do. There's a lot of callbacks to the original movie during these scenes. But there's something about her that is just, she's just so likable, she's relatable. She has this fantastic scene at a uh, in the middle of the film, but uh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, uh, what is your thoughts on Allison? 
Allison, like, they couldn't have picked anybody else to be Allison because, like, that particular actress made Allison ten times better than if it would have been anybody else. Like, there's scenes where she's, like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like, Allison is an amazing actress and she helps put the whole Allison character together. Like, there's parts that... I don't know. It's, like, really hard to explain. Well, okay. So, Andy uh, Mitchuk, if I'm saying that right. Okay. So, she was born in 1995. She's appeared in a television show, 666 Park Avenue. She's been in Origins of the New Black and Blue Bloods. I actually haven't seen her in anything. But uh, she is the one who... I think she steals, she steals the show. She steals the movie. Um, we won't get into her fate of her character, but here's what I like about this movie, okay? Is obviously you have cat and fodder, which cat and fodder would be people that are just meant to be there to die, okay? Yeah. They're not, they're not supposed to be likable. You're supposed to have your typical douchebag or your typical jock or your slut or any of that other stuff. I find that these teenagers are very likable, which is something that I can't say about the other Halloween movies. Everybody in Halloween 1 is likable. Everybody in this movie is likable. And I can't say that about Halloween, especially like Halloween 5. I hate Tina's guts. I can't say that about Halloween 4 because there's annoying people in there's Halloween 4. Yeah, Tina. Oh, the one in the, yeah, the, the barn and then the red. The one that Jamie's trying to get to. Uh, Tina. Yeah, yeah. The real annoying. Uh, I the can't stand her. Annoying brunette. Uh, and then uh, H2O. You got stupid people in that movie. So, and then, there's, of course, Resurrection. It's a horror movie. There's stupid people in every movie. I know. But there's a difference between stupid people and just people that are meant to be there just to die. And I really like the people that it's like they all have their little moments that make you like uh, make you care for them or like, OK, I really don't like this person because they did this. You know, it's legitimate feelings and it really brings you back to the mood of the original film, which is pretty awesome. It's like there's these three mini stories going on in the big picture and it all seems to flow well. I've heard things that this movie doesn't flow well or there's no atmosphere or whatever. So, of course, we're just giving our perspective here. Now, there's obviously things that uh, I didn't like in this film, which really rely in one particular area. But I don't want to get into that until we get the spoilers. Because if I really get into that in the non-spoilers, it's really going to blow it for you when you watch the film. And it, if I talk anything about it in the non-spoilers... It'll be, you'll figure it out while you're watching it. And then there's going to be something that happens towards the beginning of the third act. And you're like, I saw that coming because I heard it in Mike's review. So we're going to skip that. We're going to save that for spoilers. But there's a particular uh, scene that I, I'm just like, you could have gotten rid of this. But we'll explain why it's in there. And then it made more sense. So Michael Myers, the reason why he's super scary is he's brutal. This mofo, he kills people off screen. He kills people on screen. He's brutal. He's scary. He's just unstop. He's unstoppable in this film. I mean, uh, there's. How do you talk about Michael without giving too much away? You can't. Yeah, you can't. Uh, let's just say that you add the score, you add that amazing mask, you have the awesome walk. Because this dude walks just like Nick Castle. Michael is all about 
the main thing about Michael is the way he walks. Like that's how you know it's a good Michael if he walks like you know. Just, yeah. He he's just he's just an unstoppable evil force, and that's exactly what he's supposed to be. He's not supposed to be, you know, Lori's brother. He's not supposed to be the cult of Thorn. It's supposed to be an evil incarnate. You know, how do you stop a demon? Uh, that's what this guy is, and he's. They do a phenomenal job of making Michael Myers scary again. And we'll get into that in spoilers. But for non-spoilers, just know this. You're going to go in and, Tabby, you got out of this movie and you were so scared. It took you how many hours to fall asleep that night? Um, I didn't go to sleep till 11. I came home at 9. Yeah. You were kind of messed up for a little while. I've been thinking. I didn't even go pee. Today is Saturday, and I'm still thinking about this movie. I, there's various scenes that hit me where I'm just like, "Wow, this is good." Uh, I can't go up in our hallway because it's dark in the hallway. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, so uh, Lori's daughter. So um, Lori's daughter is unlikable, but it's for a particular reason why she's uh, not very likable. But she kind of redeems herself uh, towards the end of the film. Yeah, I would say right. Mm-hmm. So and J- Judy Greer did a great job of playing her. Um, man, uh, it, all I can say is, guys, is that you definitely want to go see this. It is just great. It's su- if you love the the Halloween movie franchise. You'll dig this movie because there's various scenes that are actually, if you've seen in the trailer, you'll see that the masks that the kids wear are from part three. You'll obviously notice there's a bathroom scene, which takes place from H2O. Um, there's some pretty awesome scenes that take place from part one that are uh, are used and reused, and it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. So um, before we get into spoilers, Tabby, um, why don't you go ahead and uh, let the people know uh, when we got done with the film. On what I said? Yeah, on what you said. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell the folks what you said? Okay, so I walked into this movie having low expectations because I knew I was going to come out with like a really good expectation. And I love Halloween Part 1, 1978. But this movie, to me, tops Part 1. This is by far my all-time favorite Halloween ever. Wow. What blasphemy, child. <laughs> okay, why don't you explain why? Because you had some good explanations. to. Because I asked you, I'm like, is your blood sugar jacked up? Why are you saying these, these terrible things? So uh, go ahead and give your, give your reasons why. I think the reason why this movie tops it all is because throughout the whole entire movie, you're on the tips of your toes. You are. This movie makes you want to look around at your surroundings to just to you know make sure like it just gives that weird, tense feeling. You know, like you just get you have goose. I had goosebumps throughout the whole movie. Really. I kept staring. I looked to the uh, left, right of me. Just to, you know, make sure that, you know, nothing was going to come up and scare me. Because, you know, well, like, my... F- Ugh. Like, in order to tell that a horror movie is really good for me is when I am on the edge of my seat. Conjuring and 2. Just, yeah, when I am on the edge of my seat, I get scared. 
and like it makes me want to look around and like not be able to sleep that is my criteria of a amazing horror movie okay and that's what this movie had for me um you mentioned that um it was it was fast-paced michael was was scarier than he's ever been before and you yeah. loved laurie you thought if, if i remember correctly you're like i love it because laurie is phenomenal and she is a her hunt her hunter uh is what is just it, you just you fell in love with the of how much of a hunter she was you yeah. love allison and you love how much michael myers is so scary and you thought the music the was music. even better than all the other halloween movies are we getting into spoilers or not yet no no not yet oh okay well i can't say anything about the music yet then okay uh, but you you found this to be better because it just it scares the hell out of you more than any other of the Halloween movies. Yes. And one of my favorite things about this movie is Lori looks identical to 1978 except her hair is just darker. Her face didn't age. Nothing about Lori aged. And what I love about this is it the um that night traumatized her so much that the hunty becomes the hunter. God. I mean, she did age. She's 40 years older. But, I mean, like, she... like She, just she kind of, well. like, looks the same, yeah. pretty much. I mean, she's got a few wrinkles, but she's but, still phenomenal looking yeah. for her age. So, um, All right, guys. So, um, let's go ahead and, uh, for the non-spoilers, let's let get people know on a scale of, uh, you know, our, our A to F rating. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, um, for me... Uh, I think this movie is the perfect one-two punch. It, it, I'll be all honesty. Going forward, I'm watching part one. I'm watching this, and, and I'm done for my Halloween season. I'm not watching the other ones nearly as much anymore um, because it was just – it's – I had – it's just uh, – there's no way it was going to top the original for me because the original is perfect. This one had, like, uh, a couple minor things that was, you know uh, – forgivable and you know it just there's so much that i love in this movie that's like karate kid one and two karate kid one is on a pedestal there's no way part two could ever take it down but part two is so phenomenal that it's like instead of an a plus it's an a kind of thing so you know obviously for me john carpenter's halloween is my favorite horror movie of all time and that's an a plus plus obviously this one i would give a solid a uh I'd give it a solid A minus because of uh, a particular thing that we'll get into in spoilers. But I absolutely love this film. I came out of it and I was at an A. But after thinking about it for a couple of days, I, you know, I've solidified that I'm at an A minus with this movie just because of a few different things, which I'll get into in spoilers. But I love this movie. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's great. It uh, it lived up to my expectations and more. And uh, it's. Uh, it's just it's going forward this is it man i got halloween john carpenter 1978 and david gordon green you know halloween 2018 so it's perfect so for you tabby uh what is your score for this film a plus plus (laughs) a plus plus um do you have anything you didn't like in the film yes okay is it something that can be in spoilers or non-spoilers spoilers spoiler okay so, we will save that for the spoilers. So, what we're going to do is we're going to play my favorite song from the soundtrack that is not the Halloween theme song. And after you hear this song, uh, we'll get into why it's my favorite. And uh, 
it's easily the best song on the soundtrack outside of the Halloween updated theme song. And um, I'll explain that song after you hear it. But this gives you a chance to stop this, stop the episode, go watch the film, come back and listen to the rest. We absolutely love it. We think it's great. We want to show some love to this film because there's some people out there that do not love this film, do not like it, and they think it sucks. They think it's terrible. So it's okay. Everybody has their own opinion. That's why you know they have menus at restaurants because not everybody likes the same food. So uh, you know, judge for yourself. Like what you like. Don't like what you don't like. And you know, move on. So we're just here giving our thoughts. We're big fans of the franchise, and we absolutely loved it. So we want you to go check it out, and hopefully you have a good time. And maybe you'll be disappointed, but hopefully you won't be. So that's it for our non-spoiler reviews. So hope you guys stick around for our spoilers, and uh, I'll catch you guys on the next one if you guys are checking out. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Alright guys, welcome back to the spoiler section of Halloween 2018. So if you're at this point, you've already seen the film. If you're still listening, it's just because you don't give a rip, so that's all good. Now the song that you heard is our actually Tavi's favorite song as well. It's The Shape Hunt Allison. This scene is my favorite scene in the film. Uh, is when Allison is being chased by Michael Myers. It is just... Oh, sorry. Actually, I take that back. My favorite scene is a Bush's scene uh, where Michael Myers right is in the bush. This. Yeah, right before this. But this is my favorite song because it. When I was watching the movie, I wasn't he, I wasn't really paying attention to the music because the music was just so good. But this one actually, just like I I stopped and I was like, that song is super creepy. I mean, I got chills listening to this song, and it reminded yeah. me very much of Halloween three. Uh, the beginning intro of Halloween 3, because uh, John Carpenter did the soundtrack to that. And this song is, I mean, it's only 58 seconds long, but it just creeps the hell out of me. And I actually had nightmares after watching this film with this tune playing in my head. It was just oh, classic, classic, classic Carpenter. So good. So let's talk about my favorite scene of the film. So uh, uh, basically after the dance, so... Some people have an issue that there is a high school dance, which obviously the high school dance is to, to set up the scene that Allison loses her phone and makes her uh, not, uh, that she's separated and Michael Myers can go after her. That's the whole point of the dance. So some people have issues with that. I don't. I think it sets everything up just fine. Her. Some people complained that her phone could have gotten out of the cheese sauce and been just fine but you know what she was just so pissed she wasn't really thinking about it and considering her mom comes from money her thought was her mom could just buy her a new phone the next day yeah. she really didn't give a crap about her phone being thrown into the cheese sauce but 
there's this dude uh, i forget his name uh what the, what is the guy's name that hits on her the fat guy um the, oh. the one that gets killed in the bushes about. the devil uh, yeah what's his name uh, he's like he's like the friend okay of... allison's boyfriend's son uh no the little boy what is this guy's name? It's All right. Cameron's best friend. Cameron's Oscar. best friend. Oscar. Okay, so yeah, Oscar. So basically, Oscar's walking Allison home, and he hits on her because he thinks that he's getting the right signals, which he doesn't. She gets pissed off, and she's like, screw you. She flips him off. Michael Myers is in the bushes, and they the and the light just hits his mask in a certain way. Yeah, and, sorry, man. I'll get off wrong. And And uh, and he, get, he gets closer. He gets closer and he gets closer. And let's talk about Michael Myers, why he's so scary. You know why he's so scary? Because right off the bat, he freaking kills a kid right off the bat. There's no rules to this. He breaks the kid's freaking neck. And right off the bat, I knew that this guy, this Michael Myers was not playing around. There's 16, Jameson and I, we think we figured out there's 16 confirmed kills on the screen. Ridiculous. You want to know what I don't get? Is when the beginning scene, right? How he goes, kills that lady with the hammer. He walks past the baby. I don't know why he just let the baby go. Because okay. if he would have, so if he killed like a 12 year old kid, why didn't he kill the baby? Okay, so here is the theory behind that. So there's actually a news article that came out from USA Today that Michael showed a, a little mercy to the baby. Also, because people had specifically said, if Michael Myers killed the kid, they would have walked out of the theater. So it was actually to save the audience because it's true. I would have been disappointed if he killed the baby too. I would have like probably cried. It it's true. He's the he's evil incarnate. Evil shouldn't give a care about killing a baby. But, but he's you got a little heart. But you also gotta look no, he doesn't have any little heart. You also have to look at it from an audience from a movie perspective that you can only go so far before you lose your audience. And you've already built up the tension because he already killed he already killed the, the girl. Just like in Halloween 2, the way he gets his knife, instead of this one he murders the woman instead of letting her go. And then he just randomly walks by some girl's house, which your favorite shot in the film is the reflection mm. in the window. That's not my favorite part, but that's like one of the things that gave me the most chills instantly. That made that just yeah. hooked me. Uh, so he goes in the house, he grabs the blonde, and I think it's just because, you know, he's got 40 years of rage built up, and this guy just wants to just kill. And I think he just let the baby go because, as the doctor says, Michael Myers always has to be on the move. And if he was to stop to kill the baby, the baby thing is very black, uh, very, very gray. You, we could spend two hours talking about this. I'm just going to put it to the point of they didn't kill the baby because they didn't want to lose the audience and they wanted you to continue with the tension. So there you go. I'll let it slide. So um, I'm fine that he didn't kill the baby. If yeah. he did kill the baby, I don't know how I would feel. But I know there's discussions about it. I'll be interested to hear those discussions because it's not a discussion I want to have on the show because I haven't really thought about it too much. Um, yeah, that's just one of the only things I was just like confused. So about. the thing, the doctor. Okay, so this oh. this is my issue with the film is this doctor who has this WTF moment where he snaps and he freaking kills the main cop of the film. And okay, so. At first, I hated this, but I was like, okay, it only lasts for like seven minutes, and Michael Myers kills him anyway. He actually kills him awesome by smashing his freaking face <laughs> in. But 
evidently there was an original ending to this film and it was changed due to test audience reactions and I still haven't been able to pinpoint the exact ending but from what I've from what I've gathered from three different sources and they are all saying the same thing this is what I think really happened so in the original film Lori is the reason why Michael Myers escaped because she was drinking and she crashed into the bus. Therefore, Michael Myers got loose. So all the deaths would be on Lori's hands. So if you're supposed to root for Lori, the last thing you want is to have all those deaths on her hands. Right? Mm -hmm. So they they add this doctor to the mix to make all the deaths on him. Because essentially what you find out is the doctor is the one that lets that lets Michael loose. And his ass, Mike, once he lets Michael loose, Michael is the one that does the destruction of the bus and it crashes. And... Because it's the doctor that is doing doing that, that, he's the one that let Michael go. They needed somebody to let Michael go. And putting the blame on the doctor then takes the blame off of Lori. So I, I could forgive it. But there was like this stupid scene with these cops talking about their sandwich. And I'm just like, why the hell is this scene in here? But I know it was also to set up that these cops were going to be the ones to investigate it. So There's always got to be those stupid cops in movies. So really, there's like 10 minutes of this movie that I could totally deal without. That would have changed my A- minus to an A+. Plus, is the moment that the cops are sitting there talking about a damn sandwich. <laughs> to the doctor goes crazy. He kills the cop. He puts the Michael Myers mask on, which he looks like a total tool and idiot. And then... Uh, that was really... I, I do love the intensity of Allison in the back of the car with Michael Myers. That was badass. That reminded me of Scream 3 with Ghostface in the back of the cop car with Sydney. I thought that was that part I really liked. If only there was another way that they, Yeah. No, he it, was in the front. She called over oh, that, him. Oh, that's correct. Um, if only that scene could have been in the movie in a different way done like executed differently, it would have been awesome, but It made Right there, honestly, I thought Allison was done. Yeah, because I did he too. Grabbed his because when she looked back down, the mask was gone and his hand was moving. I did not, honestly, I didn't expect him to kill the doctor. I thought, man, I was like, if Allison dies, I'm walking out of this theater, man. I really was like, she. I was not rooting die. for Allison to live. Yeah, the whole thing. So, um, and, and another reason for the doctor is the doctor had to take Michael Myers to Lori's house because at this point, Michael Myers don't know where Lori lives. He don't have no Google. He doesn't have no cell <laughs> He doesn't phone. know what Google is. Right. He doesn't know that stuff. So how do you get Michael Myers to Lori Strode when he has no idea where she is? Well, you get somebody to drive him there. So in that aspect, I forgave it because I found out this new information that it took the blame off Lori, gave it to the doctor, and you needed the doctor to take Michael to Lori for the showdown. So it's like I hate the scene, but I don't. It's it's it like, really weird for me. It sets up the uh, big finale, the Lori versus Michael. Yeah. So I think the more I watch it, the more I'll let like, it go. Yeah. Right now, it pisses me off. So um, let's talk about the con let's talk about the Easter eggs. So we have the school scene of uh lori instead when, of lori sitting in the chair you have allison sitting in the, in the chair in the exact classroom. same exact same classroom exact same subject, subject and she looks out the window and says see michael myers she sees lori strode awesome callback you have the same closet that lori strode uh fought for her life in because lori recreated that in her house you have the same walk 
that Lori and her friends had before Michael Myers pulled up in his car uh, talking about the events. Yeah, talking about the events. Uh, The kids were talking about the dance that they were going to do. Now, my favorite call, uh, you actually have Michael Myers getting hit by a car, which he got hit in part two, uh, which was Ben Tramer. I thought that was when the little, like that was just a... uh, Michael Myers imposter like when they yeah ran that, over that the was Ben kid. Tramer yeah Ben Tramer oh. got hit but it was a callback to that because you have yeah. the the movies that they're calling back to um so there were only two callbacks that I absolutely loved yeah which would be the in the showdown scene so okay here's the thing so they don't explain how Michael Myers survived the six shots they do show the scar in his neck and they show that his eye is jacked up which I really enjoy but they, didn't he get like wasn't that from when she stabbed the hanger in his eye? Correct. The 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 hole in the neck is from the sewing uh, needle. The sewing needle in his neck and then the thing in his eye is from the hanger. And I love that callback. And that's Nick Castle who was Michael Myers in the original doing those scenes of basically old Michael Myers without the mask. The scene that has Nick Castle as playing Michael Myers is the shot of him in the mirror. When Laurie Strode shoots the mirror, and then remember when she looks yeah, up at the house, the house and, and she sees Michael Myers in the, mirror, in the mirror, and he tilts his head. That's Nick Castle, and then immediately you know how Michael Myers starts walking. That's the guy who plays Michael Myers the rest of the film. That's him in his scene. So, but the ending. So I heard the ending sucked. I heard that Laurie and Michael don't even have a showdown, which is completely wrong. This is awesome. So Laurie has this crazy house. Where she's trying to take on Michael Myers. Million dollar house. Oh my gosh, this house is awesome. And they uh, basically, Michael Myers gets a hold of Lori. You think she, he's going to choke her out, and she blows his freaking fingers off, which is just awesome. That crazy. Ooh. That that gave me chills. And then he he proceeds to go upstairs. And I like this. Some people have complained that, well, how did Michael Myers put the dude in the closet? Well, guess what? Michael Myers has been putting people in closets since, since part one. You know, he put uh, that one. Uh, it was like the one blonde chick threw her in the closet. Correct. And then so he hung that one guy in the right. closet. Right. So it's part of his character. And it, they were in the basement hearing him walk. So, yeah, he basically left the house, went to the car, grabbed the body, went upstairs, put the thing in there. Not a big deal. But uh, here's what I love. So Michael and Lori, they're fighting. Michael stabs Lori, throws her out the freaking window, and she lands in the exact same position Michael Myers was, except instead of being on his back, she's on her front. But the leg and arm position, same scene. He hears uh, Allison come in the house. He turns back. Lori's gone, just like Michael Myers was. Which I, it was like a cheer moment in the theater. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, that was awesome!" And then I knew when just I instantly knew that was coming because of the like she was actually outside. Yeah. Like, and she got thrown out the window. I instantly knew that was coming. That was that was awesome. And then of course my favorite shot in Halloween is him coming out of the closet. That's my favorite shot. And they do that for Lori. She comes out Happy of the closet. Halloween, Happy Halloween. And she stabs him just the same way that uh, Michael Myers got stabbed. So um, I know we're kind of skipping all over the place because my, my, my brain is all over the place with this movie. Um, yeah, we'll go from talking about the end to the beginning yeah, to the middle. And then- which will save the ending for last because the ending, I think, is perfect. Um, yeah. So I honestly thought I heard that the doctor was the, was the sticking point of this film. And I actually thought they were talking about the guy in the beginning of the film. 
uh, the reporter? yeah, the reporter who was like, uh, you know, tell me what, tell me, you know, when he starts screaming, speak, you know, and then all of a sudden it goes into the Halloween he was theme like, song. Say something. Yeah, say something. I love the intro. It's the same color, 1979. Instead of the pumpkin being there, the pumpkin is smashed and it basically. No, it would. See, this is what it pretty much looked like. Like, this is what I'm thinking they did for the intro. They set a pumpkin, right? It, It's the exact same, same pumpkin. carving. Yep, exact. They put it there and then they, like, did a. They, like, left it there for, like, weeks and let it rot because that's what a pumpkin looks like when it's rotten. And then they did it and then they, like, shot the pump like they put a pumpkin in a room they shot it with the camera this is what i think happened they put a pumpkin in the room they shot it with the camera and they just let it like sit right. there record Time rot, lapse. and then they reversed it right. backwards to you know from go from rotten to the original yeah that makes sense that, Cause, yeah. like, if you really think about it the way it looks yeah which is the exact same carving and the exact same opening of the original. I didn't notice it was the exact same carving until I um, watched the uh, beginning. Yeah. So, uh, I love the intro. I think that's My favorite awesome. part about the intro is, like, the music gets so, 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 so intense. And then right, like, they don't even, like, because you know how, like, in movies, how, like, they do really intense. And then they do, like, a really loud, like, noise. Yeah. Like they did, he did say something, and then they didn't even make a noise. They just went straight, like they had all the tension that's built when, up. That's when the the it theme just went song straight hit. Yeah, to theme song. yeah, it was awesome. Um, and uh, I love that right off the bat we get off screen kills. You see Michael Myers killing the dude to get his uh, to get his outfit, and then he okay. So this, this yeah, so this girl was stupid when she's going through the the, the bathroom stalls. And it's like Michael Myers has one open. Why the hell are you crawling through it? That was kind of stupid. But uh, man, he <laughs> he kills those two savagely, man. Uh, at least the 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 dude, the he, dude. T- he takes his face and just smashes it like crazy. Um, I love the off-screen deaths, like the with the hammer when he kills that lady, or he rips that dude's jaw off, and that's how he grabs the teeth. Yeah. Oh, so that okay. So awesome. talking about the bathroom stall scene. Okay. So before we went inside of like the movie theater. I had to go to the bathroom. Right. I went to the bathroom. There was absolutely not a single person in the bathroom. I checked. I went to the bathroom, and the stall was closed, and I, like, was trying to hurry to get out of there. I slowly opened the lock, and I, like, look out, and I don't see anything. I just get really intense. I wash my hands, and I sprint out the door. I, like, got super-duper scared. So you were scared before the movie even started? Yeah, because, like, I was just picturing his hand coming over the stall and dropping teeth on the floor yeah or like him like his feet just on the bottom of the stall just like you just like imagine you're going to the bathroom right you close the stall you see two black boots standing right there just imagine that that was my feeling going on inside of my head when i went to the bathroom i was terrified to go to the bathroom craziness should have went to the bathroom at um, mcdonald's Um, so, uh, okay. So Lori's daughter. So she, here's what you find out that Lori's daughter was taken away from her, which I didn't know that, uh, you know, at 12 years old, she was taken away from her, uh, and lived in a foster family. Um, she never got her back. So, cause my wife was like, why the hell would they still be in Haddonfield and stuff like that? And Lori was just, she wanted to stay in Haddonfield because she wanted to take out Michael Myers. She knew that that would be the, the place, place he would come. Started. So that's why she stayed. And, you know, one of the things in the script, they had Lori being a real messy person, dishes everywhere, things like that. And she said, no, 
Lori would not be that way. She would have everything in place. She's got uh, every situation taken care of, and she she's would got not every scenario yeah. played out in her head. And then the the writer was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." And then they changed it to make sure that Lori. So was... So they were gonna make Lori look like she was broken down in a slob. Yeah, essentially. Now, I love the scene that she's outside watching Michael Myers, you know, go away, and her the way that she screams in the car. I could feel the pain. It was just, it was Jamie Lee obviously a killed scream it. Scream queen. But, but see, man, I've never liked the Lori from H2O. And this Lori is just, that's why I said I can watch this one and this, and, you the know, part Lori one and this from one. H2O kind of annoyed me a little bit, but I mean, I could have lived, I lived with it because, like, it's Lori Strode. That's the last time I got to see Lori. Yeah. Because, like, I wasn't expecting this to happen, so I'm like, you know what? Oh, well, I don't care. And so, because, like, talking about H2O, I thought it was dead and over because they cut his head off. I right. thought it was done and done. Yeah, well, Resurrection was a, was a basically a contract thing she had to do, which is why she said, if you're going to make me in this movie, you need to kill me off right away. But Resurrection doesn't exist. We don't talk about that movie. Isn't that the one, like, where Michael throws her off? She says, yeah. see you in, and then she falls. Who cares? Uh, all the movies, we got a new timeline now, so... Who cares? Resurrection doesn't exist even before this new time right now. It's dumb. Um, so John Carpenter, his score is just awesome. I love the updates that he did. Um, you know, the the thing that it was just really the doctor. Because the doctor was just so, so annoying. He, just every scene he was in. And I just, I didn't like him. You know, it really, we could have gotten... The doctor I, was the only thing I didn't like about the movie. So, like, thinking about it now, I give the movie an A+, plus instead of plus plus Because, like, honestly, I could have lived with the doctor being in it, but just a completely different actor. I don't like the actor. Like, he just made it seem weird. <laughs> he looks like... He reminds me of the guy on Monopoly Money. That's what he reminds me of. Yeah, like a little you know? Bond villain who uh, like, like takes that, his little... Like uh, that one guy said on that one review... By this point, he looks like that one little joke guy where, you know, he just looks like one of those typical villains where he'll just roll his mustache. Yeah, roll his mustache. Exactly. Um, the ending. So the ending is awesome. The reason why I think the ending is perfect is because they got to have their cake and eat it too. So obviously we didn't want Lori to die, but do we want Michael to die? Yes, we did because we wanted this story to be over. But how do you satisfy the fans? And I think they pull it off perfectly because you have it set up to where if they don't do any more sequels, Lori and her family got away. They're they're now back together because the daughter actually plays this awesome prank on Michael Myers. That's my favorite scene that she does. That's what redeems her for me is yeah, that scene. That made me like her. She goes, she's like, Mom, Mom, I can't do this. And then she points the gun and as soon as Michael says foot, gotcha. And then she shoots Yeah. So that so made awesome. me like the act that made me like, like that, that was her redeeming quality. Yeah. And uh so basically Lori and her and her daughter and Allison are they're safe and Boogeyman is dead. But then on the other hand, because uh, they set Michael Myers' ass on fire, the the very last scene, based on the way the camera shot is, and, and the director did this on purpose, Michael Myers isn't there, but
but that doesn't necessarily he's not in a particular shot but it doesn't mean he's not in the room so if they have a sequel they can explain how michael myers got out but if they don't make a sequel the movie's oh the 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 story is over michael myers died in the fire laurie got away so you got to you got to have both endings and it was perfect. I couldn't have thought of a better way to end the film than the way they did. My favorite part about that scene is just like cuz when that scene happened, I looked into his eyes. The actor is so good at being Michael. I looked in that scene just with the fire in the background and made his face all red. <coughs> I that <coughs> scene gave me the Excuse me. one literally the most chills in the whole movie. I looked dead into his eye. Man. It was so freaky looking. It's like you knew he wanted to say something, but you know he doesn't talk, so it's like he wanted to kill Lori so bad, but then I like it's just hard to explain. Yeah. It was so scary for me. It was me. good. And let's talk about the the little kid with, oh. who was so good, man, cuz he knew he was in a horror movie. He's like you know, you you dumb white people always getting killed, and uh, which was just hilarious because the dude, when Michael Myers shows up, he's like peace, see ya, and he just runs out of his bed. And he just takes off, man. I love this kid. I love he's awesome. This scene, he's like, no, 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 let Dave go first. I don't care if Dave gets killed. Let Dave go first. Yeah, Dave. Dave was the teenager I didn't like because right off the bat, yeah. he's a I don't smoker. Like he the actor. he blows up. Uh, he he blows up a hot uh, when pumpkin. That, when that scene happened, I leaned over and I said, Sammy's going to get you. Yeah. From Trick or Treat, that's exactly. what I said. Yeah, you don't disrespect on Halloween, son. Sammy will come get you. So I'm glad that dude died. Uh, now, let's talk about some of the, um, some of the actual kills we got. I actually Ooh. thought the most brutal death was the knife through the throat. Even though, you know, he stuck... Even though he stumped on some dude's face and exploded, yeah. it was just when he he walks in the random oh, house and he grabs her hair. Lady, yeah, and he shoves the knife through her neck. Like the, I, it was it was so simplistic, is what made it so scary. Because I mean, I'm, obviously, you step on somebody's face is not going to explode. That one is the most realistic kill, I guess you could say, because like that could somebody could actually yeah. do that to you. It was just so brutal and just visceral and it just, it really stuck with me of some dude walks in your house, you don't even know, and then boom, they grab you grabs by your, the back of your hair and, and stab there you goes through a, the neck. There goes a knife through your neck. It's like, man, that... So was that your favorite kill of the whole film, or what was your favorite kill of the yeah. whole film? Um, pr- Probably, well... My favorite kill is by far the um, Oscar, uh, that whole the yeah. bushes and just the the creeping He's up. He's just standing behind that tree. Actual on screen death was the knife through the neck, but the leading up was that one. Best off screen. It was. was I just love how the flash kept happening. He kept getting a step yeah. closer, and then the next thing you know is you just get one. Sl- yeah, mm. be- best best death scene of the film. And um, the, another favorite part of mine for that happens is when Allison hears him, hears Oscar screaming. She walks back. She sees Michael standing behind Oscar. Yeah. And then the music starts. And then the music starts going. Yeah. So Ooh. good. It, it chills, man. I had so many chills in this film that See, I hadn't gotten from the other films. Yeah, so, that's so why good. this movie is by far my favorite Halloween. I know it's not yours, but I mean, the it's, me- it's my number two. Yeah. The one of the main reasons why I love this movie so much is the whole time 
they you get the theme song in the movie but the theme song is slowed down and it's a different version of the original theme song they add like different like um instruments in there and throughout the whole movie you just hear like the din din and then like yeah like you know what i'm talking about yeah because like it actually was in the original film though oh yeah but it, but, like, but John Carpenter yeah. did change up the score though, because he had his son on there and grandson to help do the score with them. They added all these extra uh, stuff they didn't have on the original. So yeah, you did hear extra sounds, which made it even more creepy for you. So the um my favorite song in this that is the most intimidating is when. Allison is just running through the woods. Yeah, the one that's that, my all-time favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, the the song that I played, the shape hunts Allison, uh, which you heard, you know, prior to the uh, to the spoilers starting. So, um, overall, I mean, for spoilers, man, is there is there anything that we're missing that we want to talk about? Because I, there's a lot in here that I'm sure, but overall, man, it was just I the scenes I can't get out of my head. Uh, the ending, I love the ending. Yeah. I can't get Oscar. I can just Oscar that scene. In my head. Uh, Allison running away is phenomenal. Uh, His I, fingers blowing off. I really enjoy her in the car with Michael Myers. That was super tense for me, even though I don't like what led up to that scene. Yeah. That particular part was awesome. Yeah. The the fingers being blown off. Um, Michael Myers just wrecking shop when he puts on after he kills. You know, through the house, that the long shot of him walking in the house, getting his knife, taking out that chick. So, uh, another thing I loved, people were actually trick or treating in this movie. This is the first Halloween film that actually has kids on the street actually trick or treating. Because every other movie, there's like three. This one actually has a street full of people, and I enjoyed it. It was it was realistic, because there could be a serial killer out there. Just wearing a random mask out there killing folks, and you won't even know about it because it's every on Halloween. yeah, it's on Halloween. That's what makes it so scary, man. Michael Myers is just utter savage, brutal. It was great. They don't explain how he survived the six shots, but it doesn't really matter because you know it, that's. I I love the the close ups to Nick to, to Nick Castle's face of the no eye, and then the. Yeah, because, uh, like, when he starts talking about say something, you can barely see it. Yeah, it's he just turns like, his face just a little bit. Yeah. Um, the mask is just awesome. See, at first I was like, there were some shots where I'm like, I don't think it looks right. And then there's other shots where, where it looks phenomenal. Where it looks, yeah. And and really, it, I was talking mostly trailers because the mask is identical to the original, just aged 40 years. So. The mask is perfect. The score is phenomenal. Jamie Lee Curtis murders it. Allison is my new favorite character. Um, honestly, if the sequel comes out, Jamie Lee Curtis is not in it. I kind of hope she's not. I hope the next movie is About he goes Allison. he goes after Allison. Yeah, because she, she's the one that got away. She's the one, the new one that got yeah. away. Honestly, right. if they were to make a sequel, which I think they're going to, I honestly do because they've kind of talked about like on how much money they're making and everything. And then they also originally had a, a plan of doing two films back to back. So I would hope that Allison is loved enough by the fans that they would want to see her be the lead. I'd be down for that, man. I would so be down for that because Laurie Strode's story has been told. It's done. It's over with. Let's move on. Uh, kind of like the movie tells you to move on. That's But, you know, Jamie Lee's not stupid. She's only going to come back if the story is good because yeah. uh, she don't need the money no more. She's making millions of money. She's made her money. Yeah. She, look, the budget on this film, guys, is only 
10 to 15 million bucks. Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, that's probably what her paycheck is normally on any other film. So the girl then take, and she even said in interviews, most of these people who made this movie didn't really get a paycheck. They made it because they wanted to make it. That's why the budget was so cheap. So really, I think she probably got like a million bucks out of this, if that, which is probably chump change to her. So good stuff. So uh, we do actually, you know, have an email, which I can't wait to read. Oh, I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So throughout, just think throughout the whole Jamie, I mean, my bad, Lori versus Michael showdown. Yeah. What was your all time favorite scene in there? Uh, from the new one, right? Yes. Um, I honestly, it was a nice slow build of her going room to room and putting down. Yeah, the that steel. is my favorite scene in there because like you see the blood, right? Yeah. And, okay, so talking about that scene really quick before like we finish up. So you know how before like this is like right before Michael gets loose, um, Lori enters her daughter's house, right? And she's on the stairs. She said, "Ah, gotcha." And then, honestly, I thought Michael was going to do the same thing to Lori. Because, like, you see the blood on the thing. I thought Michael was going to be at the top of the stairs and then pop his head around. That's what I thought was going to happen. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. So, like, this is when um, Lori enters her daughter's house. You know, she's looking around. It's her house, not her daughter's house. This is Lori's house. No, I know. But I'm talking about that part first. Because, you know, Lori enters her daughter's house when she gets home. Yeah, when she's gotcha. And then she's... Oh yeah, at the yeah. top of the I got what you're saying. When she starts yelling about no protection, that's you're right. She does say gotcha, just like her daughter says gotcha at the end. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. I didn't even notice that. Okay, so yeah, start over. Now I know what the hell you're talking okay, about. Okay, so like think about that, right? And you know how Michael enters her house, and there's oh, blood you thought on it was the railing. Be the same way. Okay. Yes, okay. that's what I thought was going to happen. Because like I thought Michael was going to come down and like stab her, like from the stairs. Because, like, usually there's always one stair scene in every Halloween film. I mean, I just lied right there. Yeah. Like, in the first one, because you know how, like, there was that famous stair scene, like, where he's walking up the stairs? I thought there was going to be a famous one, but this time he's walking down the stairs. Yeah. Well, that he walked down the stairs after he stabbed her and she fell down. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay. They had uh, – here's what I liked. In H2O, they had some moron try to do Dr. Loomis's voice. It didn't even sound anything close to him. In this movie, they have somebody who tries to sound like Loomis, but they distort it to where you don't hear the whole conversation, which I liked. Are you um, talking about like when they're in the hotel room and they play the recording? Correct. And it's okay. Dr. Loomis. It's like I couldn't tell if it was actual spliced audio of previous films and they put it together yeah, to or make... like if it was just like an actor saying it. Correct. It was somebody who actually had a decent enough voice, but it was also it was also not clear enough. There was a lot of distortion going on, especially with various scenes that they were showing in the jail and things like that, mm-hmm. where I couldn't catch everything he said. So it would be interesting for me to revisit it on Blu-ray so I can hear um, everything. So... Um, yeah, I, uh, man, I, I, I'm sure after I'm done recording this, it'll hit me what else I want to talk about. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I love this movie. I thought it was great. And it was, uh, this, this is the first Halloween movie that I've seen in October. The only Halloween movie I've seen in the theater was Halloween H2O. This is your first Halloween movie ever in the theater. Which I'm so glad it wasn't Rob Zombie's Halloween that you got to experience as your first one. But it was this one. So, good times. 
Um, so anything else you want to say before we uh, roll off in the emails? Well, so after I came out of the theater, because this, like, one of my all-time favorite movies that I've because I don't go and see that many movies in the theater. Um, my all-time favorite movie of this year was The Meg, by far. Because, like, I went to go see it and everything. And then, What? You like The Meg more than this movie? You didn't let me finish. Oh, okay. So, what I was saying was, my all-time favorite movie of this year was The Meg, right? Because I was waiting and waiting and waiting for that movie to come out and right. go see it on the big screen. That was your most anticipated yep. film. Okay. But now, this beats any movie i've seen in the theater this year i don't care what movie it was this beats every movie i've seen in the theater this year so this is my number one movie of 2000 considering you've only seen two yeah that's not hard well (laughs) i'm just well you know i've seen a lot of new movies this year right and this is my number one movie of 2018. Oh, you're not talking just in theater, just overall. I'm talking about okay. just like in general. Now, A Quiet Place. Uh, that came it, out this year. Right. Did it beat The Quiet Place? Are you asking? Are you really asking me that? Well, we can save it for the year-end episode because, uh, spoiler alert, that movie will be in my list. So. Uh, yeah, mine too. Yeah. But that is it for our uh, spoiler thoughts on the film and it was uh, so hard doing non-spoilers oh it is man it's rough and like then when you get to the spoiler section you just spill everything you want yeah to man you just let you loose. just get your true thoughts out on the movie so good man um yeah honestly if you if you cut the doctor out of the film it wouldn't change anything i mean you would lose the allison in the car scene but at the same time, how would Michael have gotten to Lori if you didn't have the doctor in there? So I'm two yeah. minds of the situation. I I am glad they did change it, though. Because like, it was kind of needed because you needed a way to get Michael close to Lori. Yeah, it, if in fact Lori was the reason the bus crashed and all the deaths were on her, I could see I, I'm glad they changed it. If that yeah. is really 100% true, I'm down with that. And I can live with the decision that was made to have the doctor um, be... In the film, but the WTF moment though was I don't know why the hell he had to, you know, he thought killing would make him closer and put the mask on. That was stupid as hell. That regardless of whatever was you don't take the mask off of Michael. Yeah, that that was purely stupid. Nobody gets to see the face of Michael. That right there was just that was that took my my A plus to an A minus instantly. Was like that scene. I was like, oh my, this is so stupid. It made the mask look really weird. But it's all good. It might have just because it was on him and not Michael. Yeah. Anything else you got to say? No. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into the the emails and hear what the STL Nation had to say. All right, so I got one email for you, and it's a fun one. And uh, Mr. Jason Adams of the STL Nation wrote me in. Dude, I know I gave you a nickname like a really long time ago. I can't remember what that is because it's not like you write in, son. So uh, you'll have to refresh my memory what that is. But if you don't know, Jason and I, we are super, super sarcastic to one another on the internets. 
Like whenever he says something, I constantly have to bash him. He bashes me. We have a really fun relationship. So that relationship is in the email. So in case you thought he was being rude, it's just it's kind of our jokes that we have going. So here we go. Uh, Trick or treat bitches. That's the that's his title of his email. He's like, hello, Masunis. I took my 12 year old son to Halloween last night and we both loved it. This was the first horror movie I've seen in a long time that had the 80s feel. I'm hoping that my boy might might have a love for scary movies now and I'll have a quote-unquote buddy to watch movies with. I'm pretty sure there are going to be spoilers, so let's get into those spoilers. First off, I love how the 2018 tried to make everything feel like 1978. I agree, sir. That's what made it feel like a direct sequel. So awesome. Uh, walking into the theater and seeing that poster was just awesome. The movie started with the classic Halloween logo as well as when they put Halloween Chicago uh, or Haddonfield Chicago on October 31st up on the screen. First off, it's not Haddonfield Chicago, moron. It's Haddonfield, Illinois. You got to get that right, son. If you're going to write an email, make sure you know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, those were some great touches. Now, obviously, I'm joking. Uh, so Tabby's giving me a look like, Dad, I can't believe you just said that. Uh, it's okay, Tabby. This, this is how we talk to each other. The scene in the mental hospital was really creepy. It really gave you a feeling that mental patients are more animal than human, which was quite unsettling. The cast was really great. JLC was naturally amazing. Uh, Judy Greer as her daughter was a solid choice. I buy her as a middle-aged mother that was slightly screwed up as a kid and now is trying to do her best as a parent but isn't quite sure how to do it. Also, I think she's kind of hot in some strange way. Uh, you do make a great point. That's the thing is that as much as I, you know, Tabby, you can kind of relate to this. I know you said you didn't like her too much, but she redeemed herself. I, I put myself in her shoes. I could see what she was trying to do. You know, she had a messed up childhood, but she was just trying to be the best parent that she could be. So, but yeah, she was trying to get, she doesn't, she didn't want Allison to come in contact with her grandma because she didn't want her grandmother to get inside of her head and turn her into what Lori had prepared her daughter for. for yeah. Now, uh, Will Patton as the police officer tracking him down with salad. He reminds me of a few cops that I know that were at the end of their career. It was mentioned that he had the chance to shoot Michael in 1978, but he didn't take it. I can't remember when that would have been. To uh, Toby Huss as Ray, Lori's son-in-law. This guy is always amazing. I've never seen a bad or unbelievable performance from him. So that would be the other thing. Um, I couldn't remember what was the other thing, and it was this guy. So they made that joke about peanut butter on the penis, and that's when I was like, oh, my God, please don't have another Rob Zombie. I thought this guy didn't need to be in the film, honestly. The, the husband? Yeah. he. The movie would not change one bit outside of him getting killed by Michael Myers if he wasn't in the film. I honestly felt that you could drop him completely and the film would be even a little bit better. But I know Jason liked him and that's great and all, but I, I didn't like him. And I don't know how you felt about him, but I just thought he was pointless to be there. You easily could have done the movie of just like, hey, uh, Lori's daughter doesn't have a husband either, and she's doing just fine. She's a strong woman. She's raising her daughter just fine. She don't need no man. This guy just seemed like a tool. So I don't know. I guess you agree with me because you're not in your head. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, the little boy that babysat by the cute blonde was hilarious. <laughs> that kid talks trash at Masunas level. I'm just joking. Masunas sucks at talking trash. 
smiley face emoji. <sighs> you should read some of our conversations. It's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> there were several times I got a Terminator 2 vibe. Lori messed up her daughter by preparing her to fight Michael Myers and rigged her house up to trap to catch. There, there were several times I got a Terminator 2 vibe. Lori messed up her daughter by preparing her to fight Michael Myers and also rigged her house up as a trap to catch and kill him, which I thought was awesome. Um, I agree. And honestly, I think Lori Strode makes, you know, Sarah Connor in Terminator 2 just a wuss because Lori Strode could easily kill Sarah Connor in Terminator 2 easily. That Sarah Connor became a wuss in some scenes, but Lori Strode always held her ground. So that's what I love about this one. Um, that's all I got. I'm sure Masunas will rip me apart on this, but I will just be that Michael versus Jason battle we've all longed for, which is, uh, dude, I thought your email was great. Good stuff. So uh, X's and O's, especially to you, Masunas. So thank you, sir. I enjoyed your uh, good email there, sir. Uh, but, you know, what was I going to... Oh, I'm trying to think of something to talk trash, but you said I don't know how to talk trash. So I guess we'll just wait for the internets so I could think of something to come back. So there you go. It's good times. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Gotta love Instagram, so... That wasn't Instagram. That's... I Okay, so Tabby showed me this picture, <laughs> this dude grabbing poop out of the toilet. And then this guy commented, why are you holding your own... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've always loved that picture. It's a good time. So that is it for our emails. Thank you so much for writing in. Let's go ahead and get into our music spotlight. All right, guys, I got a real funny and uh, real good time for you on this music spotlight. So yesterday, one of my friends who's in a Batman group uh, that we moderate together because, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a huge Batman fan. And uh, he sent me this uh, this video, which I thought because I showed it to Tabby. She's like, is this that stupid video from a couple years ago? I said, no, this is brand new. So it's a it's a comedy spoof of Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. But it stars Freddie. Michael Myers, uh, Leatherface, and Ghostface. And they they essentially sing this song called I'll Kill You That Way. So it's by the Slash Street Boys, and it's called I'll Kill You That Way, which is the Backstreet Boys parody of I Want It That Way. This song is hilarious. It is a good time. It's super funny, and it's super catchy. I mean, Tabby, you were like halfway through. You started, you were singing along with it, mm -hmm. you know, so... And of course, Tabby and I are hardcore Backstreet Boys fans, so that kind of helps. But even if you are not a Backstreet Boys fan, that's cool. That's fine. You still got to check out this tune. It's super hilarious. It's a good time, especially for Halloween, because, you know, I got to play a Halloween song for the music spotlight. So, uh, T-Mac, it was a good time having you come back. We'll have to do this again sometime. Uh, I don't know what movie we would do. Uh, well, wait, the next time we'll get together for sure is our end of the year episode. When we do our top 10 movies and top uh, 10 songs of 2018. So that'll be a super fun time. So uh, I hope you guys, uh, you know, forgive me for my lack of STL Oktoberfest this year. 
You know, the first episode you got in October was the Karate Kid Part 3 with, uh, you know, Cobra Kai Peter. We had a lot of fun with that. It was a good time. It was a special episode, and I know it wasn't a horror movie. We're hoping to get together by the end of the month so we can do some Jason Lives. But this movie was the one that I... We can I... review all the Friday the 13th movies. That's what we can do. Well, that's what we were supposed to do. That's what was announced, but we haven't Aww. had a chance to watch them all. So, um, But this was the movie I for sure could not wait to have in the Oktoberfest. And then uh, actually tomorrow, Jameson and I are recording for his radio show, It's Time for Five. And we're going to be doing a really fun subject on that one. And all goes well. Um, I don't want to announce it, but it's going to be super fun. And uh, usually Jameson lets me release the uh, episode once it goes live on the radio. He lets me post it as a bonus episode. So that should still be the case. Uh, if not, um, you know, I'll have a conversation with them to make sure you guys can hear it. But uh, worst case scenario, if he's not allowed to let me, then, you know, I'll point you in the right direction for the radio show when it'll actually be live and you can hear it on an app and all that good stuff. And uh, my Night Rider podcast is hopefully going to be released in the next couple of days. Hoping to record that um, actually today or tomorrow. Then I got to get it approved by iTunes and then you guys will be hearing that new show. Can't wait for that. I'll announce it, all that good stuff in a couple of days once I got everything finalized. So uh, next episode is definitely going to be the Jameson episode. All goes well. And then I'll keep you guys posted in the Facebook group. And if uh, you're not part of that yet, feel free to just type in uh, STL the STL Nation in Facebook. You'll see the group. Go ahead and join. As long as you're not a spammer, you have a couple questions you have to answer because I need to make sure that you're a legitimate fan, not some douchebag from you know another country that's trying to spam the group. I need somebody who's actually a fan of the show, so that I added questions recently. So no worries. It's only like three, but it's only the STL fans will know, so it's good stuff. And uh, don't forget to check out my boys. Uh, go check out the Flicks podcast, Jason, Dan, and Jameson. They're tearing it up this year with their Oktoberfest. They got a lot of scary horror movies they're doing for Haunted Houses. So go check that out. Those are super fun episodes. Don't forget to check out my boy Cobra Kai Peter over at Cobra Kai Companion with a K. He just interviewed Mike Barnes from the Karate Kid Part 3. How convenient because we just recorded Karate Kid 3 episodes. So make sure you check that out. And uh, yeah, man, um, that's about it. Uh, don't forget to email in if you want to, stlpodcastgmail.com. I think that's about it, Tabby. Do you got anything to say to the STL Nation before uh, we take off and play this hilarious tune? You got anything? Go watch Halloween. <laughs> there you go. You heard it. So you guys have a good one. Take care. Masunas is out.
Enough of that backwards bullshit. Dyson, Michael, bring it back, bitch. No matter the distance, I want you to know that I can guarantee. I say you on fire with gas and a lighter. I say, I say. Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macbasunas. How's everybody doing? Get your own intro. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. You guys have a good one. Take care. Masunas out. Bye. You're supposed to say Masunas out with me like last time. Oh.